hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that, you know, enjoys watching some golf, the Masters, but we the only golfer we don't like is re- semi-retired Champions Tour golfer Fred Funk. Because we don't funk, all we do is monk. That was one of the most strange ones I've ever done, and I am proud of myself. I'm your co-host, Jake Christie. Joining us always by Andre, how are you? Uh, good, man. I'm doing all right. Having a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels good to be back in the city of angels. Mm-hmm. And it feels back to be in the city that never sleeps. Uh, ironically, I was in Florida for a week, the week that Andre visited New York. Um, we were like, sh- I believe the phrase is two ships passing in the night. Yeah, wait, what time did you uh, did you fly into JFK and what time did you get there? Uh, I was supposed to get in at 2.30, but my flight was delayed three hours, so I didn't get in until like 6. Okay, that's funny because I left New York at like 5.15, so we missed each mm. other by JFK. Yeah, once again, ships in the night. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. looked around for you. I looked for your presence in the JetBlue Lounge, but I assume you're probably like a Delta guy or something like that. I actually was flying Delta, but that's not because I have a Delta Sky Miles card or anything. No. no. Um, shouts to, well, I'm a big JetBlue guy, but that's just honestly, with any airport, it's like whatever you start doing, because it's just a loyalty thing. And my parents always flew JetBlue, so like they signed me up for, when I started flying back home from college, they would just get me points, and it's like, shit. I mean, I didn't ask for these points, but I'll take them. More importantly than that, that we're talking Mr. Monk and the Bad Girlfriend. Um, I like this episode a lot. I don't know about you. Uh, I actually did too. Um, yeah, well, we'll get to our ratings later, but uh, it was solid. It was a pretty good season so far. Pretty mm-hmm. good season. I like this episode because I think that this. Is, I remember when I this episode was on. I was surprised that they went the way that they went for it. If that makes sense, like I'm surprised that they actually did what they actually made her the murderer. You know. Yes, of course. I I thought it wasn't going to be the case, but I'm glad they uh, they definitely went with it. Because as far as I can remember, I feel like maybe. Has there ever been has there been a murder on the show thus far that was previously a character? Um, no, I don't think. I, there been I, if, if yeah. I if I don't know, then yeah. you. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to double check, just make sure I wasn't missing anything obvious. But like, they've definitely done faints before, where they make you think it's someone who's been on the show before. But the fact that they actually made her a bad girlfriend, um, you know, is honestly really great. And I I, th- I think that that's the type of thing that they wouldn't have done very early on i think that that's kind of uh that's the, they get more confidence in the storytelling and they like you care more about the characters that they can pull it off you know well i'll say this i'm glad that it was and the bad girlfriend and not the bad fiance or the bad wife because that would have been an extremely tough look for our yeah. guy leland a bad wife uh now what if it was mr monk and the good wife juliana margley's guest starring anyway so yeah. uh, natalie and uh monk show up at the station because the captain forgot to sign something for them and he is in his office, and he's doing something that we're doing right now. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's skyping or he's webcaming, I guess at that point, probably on some Logitech camera. Yeah, um, I forgot what what kind of stuff they used then. I, I look like a Logitech camera. Uh, you know, it's honestly funny that if this feels actually pretty modern for the time whereas i feel like a lot of stuff in monk the technology is like five years behind i feel like i this is when we my family started webcamming around this couple years um you know uh and it still was a uh, pretty crappy and um yeah what it wasn't was a lot this? of fun what what year was this let me see mr monk and the bad girlfriend this is great podcasting you're just hearing me type and uh uh 2007 
Okay, so there's a very... Oh, actually, there's a very solid chance that I was a very bad boyfriend, but not in... Wait, not in the bad way. Oh, so... As in, I'm, I was a bad boy. You were a bad boy. Oh, okay. So you were, you know, you were street tough. You wore leather a, jackets. It was my first OnlyFans experience. You had, uh, you had an OnlyFans, like, 15 years before it existed? Yeah, but we called it Only Glance. Oh, right, 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 right. Um... Sorry. Only glance. Only glance. I'm, guys, I'm so sorry for this joke. I might cut it out. If you think I should cut it out, let me know, Andre. But only nah, glance. Leave it right here. Oh, no, 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 no. This joke I'm about to make. I mean, only glance should redirect the goat seat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Uh-huh. So, uh, they see he's webcamming with uh, Linda, and um, she's at her new place, and that makes it hard for them to see each other. So, every day, they, uh, they webcam at 630. Yeah, you know, um, I guess Leland doesn't leave the office until that past that time, so mm-hmm. he's a good cop. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I'm sorry. I, let me take that back. He's a, he's a good officer in this world. Yes, say. he's a yes, exactly. He's a good officer in the context of this world. Um, Monk yeah. points out that it's like a television and a telephone, but you can't call someone in their underwear, and I do like that Natalie jokes like, or you can. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, as we all know. Um, yeah. Anyways... So apparently they're uh, they got a, a trip coming up pretty soon. Uh, somebody's getting laid, and I guess let's just say it's because they're going to Hawaii. Yes, they're uh, going to Hawaii, uh, and to celebrate it, Linda pulls out a little lei. Is it is it just pronounced lei? I think it is, right? The it's a lei, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she starts doing playing a little luau music, and apparently they are uh, leaving Friday um, to go, and. Um, we also learn that she she needs to log off because um, she's you know has to do some papers and stuff, and her partner Sean is in Marin County showing a house, and so she's got to log off at seven. Yeah, um, yeah. Not only that, uh, she they I guess at this point they're telling each other that they love each other, which is you know very nice um, mm-hmm. at this point in time. Uh, not so much later, but. Mm-hmm. You know, Monk kind of congratulates Dot and just tells him, you know, he's a lucky man because obviously he was able to find love after losing it mm-hmm. um, once in his life, at least. And it's as a wise woman once asked, do you, like, do you believe in life after love? And I feel something inside that tell, says that I really think Stott is strong enough, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, if you could turn back time, you know, maybe he could have made it work with his it, previous... It does- that is correct. Um, and, you know, through this episode, she has Sheeta Fahey defends Linda, just telling her, I got you, babe, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Sean, uh, you know, who's just a regular-looking dude. Nothing special about Sean. He's in a house. He's about to show it. Uh, and he answers the door. And there's a lovely couple that's seen this house. I'll say this is a very nice house. You know, it's a... Uh, yeah. It doesn't have, like, horrible, like, mid-2000s decorations as most of the other apartments no. seem to have. Um, it's very cla- classic looking house. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, my cousin, my second cousin's house in uh, New York. Not that that matters, but it just does. Um, and they have a very classic style. And it's, uh, you know, I just I would like to live in this house if I was a suburban couple. Anyway, um, apparently the owners are out of town, so they can do everything you want. And then a bathroom door pops open, and what looks like a ninja is there. But right. well, instead of a throwing sh- star, this ninja's got a different weapon. Yeah, you know, he's showing off the property, and uh, this person's showing off the biscuit. Uh, a mm. really loud biscuit. Uh, a big one. To be exact, a shotgun. And, and sure enough, he gets blasted like he was in a fucking quarant- uh, qu- quarantine movie. 
Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. And, uh, it was you know. a shocking amount of violence for Monk. He gets, like, blown it was. The I was like, holy back. shit. Like, yeah. it is. He, like, he, there definitely was, like, stunt work involved. Like, he got blown back. And I appreciate it, because that is what it looks like if you get shot with a shotgun, I assume. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we go to the theme song. And we cut back, and there's a tree getting cut down, which feels completely... Well, hold on. Uh, whoa, 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 luckily, luckily, luckily oh, yeah, for the, the couple, they didn't Sorry. get killed. Yeah, they run away. Leland's... There's a tree being cut down outside Linda's house, and she's mad. But wouldn't you know it, it's Leland all along. Yeah, you know, he's uh, he's he's helping her out with that. He's also having a car towed across the street. Uh, mm-hmm. He's basically taking care of yeah, all Yeah, a little, a little truck. A truck towed across the street uh, that was in front of a fire hydrant. He's taking care of it all. Yeah, um, but what was okay? What was interesting to me is that, um, oh, okay. At this point in time, I thought he had already known that her partner got killed, and he was mm-hmm. just trying to like make yeah. her feel better. That's mm-hmm. what I thought this whole thing was. It about. is a little confusing. Um, now, did you even make a note of the car getting towed across the street at the time, or no? I did, but like looking back on it, wouldn't the car have? Oh, okay. I see. She was okay. I got it. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Stoutmeyer, unlike her, she's a bad girlfriend. Stoutmeyer is a good boyfriend. Yeah, good boyfriend, but a bad cop. Um, God, this is this day is gonna make it so much harder to get through all this. Yeah, um, but uh, she get then gets a phone call, and she really, I mean, she plays it up. I, you know, I know that she's faking it, and it just is not. She's the classic. What? I don't understand. Like that's yeah, just... she 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 plays it up here. Later on in the episode, she kind of lets the veil slip a little bit. Uh-huh. She's a little bit like whatever about it. Yeah. But right here, she's doing. I think she's job. playing it up for Leland specifically because I think right. in her mind, the only that's the only person she needs to sell it to. Exactly, because if Leland's on her side, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Um, and the question I wonder about this is: He got killed at seven twenty. If your business partner got murdered while showing the house, like it's not like the police. It's not like the police wouldn't have found out. Immediately, I feel like once the um, the couple reported it to the police, then like the police would immediately reach out to her partner, like to figure out what was because it's they're right. both selling the house together, you know. Right, that was my thing. Like they, okay, am I making this up or was she originally supposed to do the viewing? I think that the, yeah, I think that or it's implied that like it's their thing together at least. Okay. Yeah, I know for sure. There would have been like she would have known about this long before. Yeah. This and you know, Stoudemire wants to go investigate in Marin County, but she's like, "No, don't leave me." So he sends Monk, and um, we meet the lead detective in Marin County, um, who is we're not supposed to like him, and I think that it's great casting to cast the guy. Well, who is a guy who goes on to play Ted Beneke in uh, Breaking Bad, um, one of the uh, m- one of the more I think one of the best. In over their head characters in the history of television, um, just which one was he? He plays the guy who worked like the accounting guy who Skyler starts working for. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. They yeah. have like a relationship, which is bizarre because it starts off with her sexily singing "Happy Birthday, Mr. President" when she's nine months pregnant. Definitely some weird stuff there. Uh, yeah. And then she, he like somehow finds out about some stuff. She covers up the fact that he was embezzling. And then when he's going to get intimidated by Lavelle Crawford and Bill Burr, he slips and falls and becomes like paralyzed. Just really a great arc. Um, great stuff from this guy. But anyway, he's uh, – the reason that Monk was sent is because apparently uh, there's one guy in the, the force who is a real hammerhead. Yeah. Um, you know, I – 
I thought this was going to be more of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of just gets dropped here, really, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because basically it's like, you know, he worked with a guy, Stop my work with a guy in Malibu 20 years ago who's a hammerhead. And it becomes very clear that they're talking about this guy. Um, and, uh, yeah. So he's I gotta like, say, I don't see the point in this whole character. I, I don't. Yeah, I think that there might have been stuff on the cutting room floor. I, I really don't know. You would Because th- they really don't get any roadblocks. Um, uh, anyway, that yeah. Monk's instructor keep his mouth shut. And we learn from the couple who's being interviewed um, that the killer was 5'7", um, which, you know, that's sh- short for a man, tall for a woman. You know, it's, it could be either. Who don't, knows? Don't. Don't. What? What? Short for a man? It is. I mean, I'm 5'8", f- 5'8 five, eight, five, eight and a half, but I'm not tall. All right. Well, I'm 5'7", so let's just... Okay. Uh, it's short for a man. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Short Kings... Please. Like, I, please. I just I'm don't sensitive. believe in all that bullshit, man. Like, yeah. I'm sensitive. I okay, but, but one, you're you're a married man. You don't have to worry about what the world thinks of you, short. And also, you're a king. Who gives a shit? That's true. Danny DeVito's like four nine, and you know he's does everything. He's runs the world. Yeah, he's ugly as sin though. So anyway. okay, even then, even okay, yeah. So he he has come even home, worse. Home. All right, anyway. Anyways, yeah. so so while yeah, they they find out the killer was five seven, and apparently he was hidden. They were hidden in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, to which. Uh, Carol, one of the, the, the wife of the, mm-hmm. the couple that whatever, um, she mentions that she thinks it might have been a woman. Mm-hmm. Because the lips were colored. And what color were they? They were coral pink. I did notice coral that peach. when like they came through coral peach, whatever. Don't I did notice that when she comes through the fucking door, like mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, what the hell? Are they wearing like a weird, like one of those weird like plastic masks or whatever that have the, mm-hmm. like, the lips and stuff? Yeah. yeah, definitely an oversight from Linda. Um, and thankfully for the case, Carol works in cosmetics and recognized it as runway coral peach, which is apparently very expensive, according to Natalie. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we have some, some base information there. Um, and then one of the other cops investigating the scene, uh, points them all out to the, the point of entry, mm-hmm. which appears to have been a glass door in the back. Uh, shouts house. to Linda, by the way, for not making the mistake of the murderer and Mr. Monk and the TV star. And in this case, she actually broke the window, the glass in, instead of breaking it out. Right, know? right. Yeah, um, yeah, no, for sure. But um, she did, but there was something wrong with the glass. Yeah, uh, you know, if somebody would have broken in and, like, you know, and clearly just shot someone to death, they wouldn't have taken so much care to, like, not step on the shards of glass exactly. that were on the floor. And so, Monk concludes, the person had a key. Cut to meeting with Linda at her real estate firm, which I gotta say, really nice offices. Honest, like I kind of understand why she'd kill someone to keep that. Like you know, she's a high-powered woman, and you know she's got to maintain that. Of course, I'm kidding, but those are nice offices. No, very nice offices, which makes me think back to the apartment or the condo that she had in, in that one apartment mm-hmm. or in that one episode. Like she should have been living in a way sicker place. Yeah, that. and even in this episode, she should have been living in a way sicker place. Like yes, just, you know, yes. Uh, like, and it's not like they don't have the money to get, like, the real estate, you know, um, Alfred Molina's place in the last episode was freaking awesome, you know? Why didn't they just do something like that for her? Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they, uh, she's like, oh, they really think it was a woman? In that way that the killer always says when she, he or she learns a piece of information that might implicate them? Right. Um, and she mentions, you know, or they try to ask, like, who would have access to the house and all that, and they mentioned that there was, like, a lockbox in the front door, but any of the agents could have really gotten in. Mm-hmm. But um, they wouldn't, because they're not, they, none of the agents would, they're a family there. 
Right. Uh, and speaking of family, Sean, apparently. Well, they start to ask, like, who do you think could have, like, had yeah. beef with Sean? And mm-hmm. that's when she throws out somebody named Helen Hubbard, who apparently might have had a beef with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get the details quite yet about why, but mm-hmm. while they're there, Monk does notice, like, this random photo of Linda and her grandfather. And he's car- they, they got some biscuits on him, and uh-huh. it looks very familiar. They, they, they got biscuits on him, and they didn't just come from Popeye's, you know? Like, right. Um, They're gonna butter someone's bread. Ex- exactly. I mean, it's, it's by, by someone you mean, uh, innocent deer. Um, yes. And what we learn when we go into uh, Sean's office is that he was starting his own company. He was leaving, and she tries to downplay that, like, "Oh, you know, it happens all the time in this business." But you know, like that's. Yeah, and judging from the amount of boxes that were being packed up, it seems mm-hmm. like he was taking the whole firm with him, basically, of yeah, clients. Exactly. And so as they're leaving, Monk is afraid to say his theory out loud. And his theory is that the murderer was none other than Linda Fusco. Yeah, you know, um, and Natalie tries to explain it away by saying, like, it could just be a coincidence and all this crap. But, you know, Monk, as he's known to do, just steals shit or, like, Mm -hmm. breaks into stuff illegally. And he, like, snatches uh, the coral peach Mm -hmm. uh, lipstick that... By runway that appears to be ha- to, uh, that appears to have been in her bag. Yes, uh, Monk is now a filthy pickpocket. He's got his sneak skill up to a hundred, um, just reaching into people's bags and they don't even notice. Um, sneaky Pete. He's sneaky Pete. Um, except I watch him. Um, what? I. Say Who this. was sneaky Pete? Who was sneaky Pete? It was. Pete? I was gonna say this. It was in my top five least favorite actors alive, Giovanni Ribisi. If he's in it, unless he's uh, like, if he's higher than fifth build on something, I'm not watching it. Full stop. I hate that guy. Um, I thought it was Titus Welliver. No, Titus Welliver's Bosch. Don't be stupid. Um, uh, so damn. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> that I was that was harsh. No, I just think it's funny. To, I, I, just, I, I do that joke all the time, and no one ever appreciates it. But for some reason, it's. I don't actually think that it's obvious, but it is funny to pretend. Like, come on, man. Everyone knows where that Bosch is. Titus Welliver. My I, surprise, surprise. My dad is a big Bosch guy. Loves him some Bosch. Um, I'm more anyway. of a fan of Chris Bosch. Chris, I mean, shout out to Chris Bosch, man. A great guy. Um, and so Rand, they go over to the station. Randy just apparently be- booked the second best ukulele band in San Francisco to perform at the luau that they're having next week to send them off to Hawaii. Yeah, my whole thing, it's like, why do you guys got to keep throwing events at the police station? Can you guys just like find like some russian like tea house that you guys have like previously busted for like selling heroin or something honestly not a bad point um i don't know obviously the answer is because they wanted to save on locations for the show but right. i don't know right. why in the universe but anyway they say we're gonna tell you something and you can't repeat it and randy's reaction is natalie are you in love with me <laughs> There's some weird shit in this episode, man. Like, it's almost like they're like laying some breadcrumbs for that to happen, but we all know it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I love, but I love her reaction as Monk's having the conversation. She used to be like, "Am I in love with you? What?" <laughs> like she just doesn't get, stop getting hung up on that. Um, and uh, so, um, basically, they what they're talking to Randy because Summer's out with Linda, so they want to make sure they can talk to him. Um, you know, in uh in secret and basically when monk says that they think it was linda randy's like you know we know her and she was talking to the captain right and uh apparently she was in richmond Mm -hmm. 
or that's where she lived or something or mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she there's no way that she could have been at the scene of the crime because the the crime scene was like half an hour away with like no traffic. Well, no, no, more than half an hour. It was 32.2 miles away, which is in you know, that's way more than a half hour. I bet in based on the streets nope. that they're driving on in the Oh yeah, you'd have to go like 100 miles an hour, right? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, in 20 minutes. And Natalie's like, "What what, what is it? What if it was a jetpack?" And I love Randy's. There's no Natalie, there's no such thing as a working jetpack. Don't ask why I know that. <laughs> yeah, and like, but like that doesn't stop Monk from asking. Basically, he wants a crazy theory because he needs a he needs something because mm-hmm. he knows it's her for so, in in some way, but he can't he can't figure it out. And yet. you know, he's anyway. like, oh, one of my crazy theories, and I love Natalie, like me being in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. And I'll be honest, I think that this bit, this line of jokes is funnier to me because I know that it's not true. Like, they're not setting up something. And, like, right. I think that I think that sitcoms and stuff um, teach us, in romantic comedies, teach us to react to any time a character says they're not in love with someone to mean that they actually are. But I think right. if you actually just read this at face value, I think it's very funny, you know? Because it's like, she actually is, like, offended. She's not pretending. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not in love with you. Um, well, here it seems like she's offended, but later on, I feel like she's kind of playing. I mean, I think that she does that because she wants them all to like. I think she's trying to using him to get into the party, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And also because I think she thinks it's fun to play with Randy, That's and understandably, Randy. you know, he's uh, he's a little child. But anyway, yes. they realize. Oh wait, Linda has a motorcycle. Maybe she used a motorcycle to get there very fast. So they decide that they're gonna, you know. They're going to get a chopper, and they're going to test the theory mm-hmm. uh, that she biked her way over that. So, yes. you know, they they take off from where? From her house? Yes. Well, first, there's a couple jokes I like. That Natalie shows up on a bike, um, and she's got the whole biker gear, and she got it apparently from a biker friend who owed her, who she did a favor for. And I love that Monk says, um, what favor? And I think that this made me, I hate to go back to this well, but I think that this is another thing that really just is why I, I'm reminded why I like Natalie so much more than Shona. And honestly, I think on this viewing, I think I realized I like her even... The gap is even wider than I thought it was because the way that she, like, smiles and says, do you really want to know the favor? Like, there's a she, there's a sweetness and playfulness to her where, like, if Sharona were to say, it'd be like, do you really want to know the favor? And it just wouldn't be, like, as funny. You wouldn't... You'd be like, ugh, what was the favor? Whereas here, it's like, oh, she probably did something fun that Monk would just be grossed out by, you know? Yeah, honestly, I was kind of waiting for, like, a, I used to be a biker, like, in high school. I, well, I mean, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think that that goes without saying. Yeah. is like, True. I used to be an, like, she lived a thousand lives, and somehow still had, is still, like, in her uh, early to mid-30s with a 13-year-old, but she lived 30 lives. Um, anyway. Right. So Monk, he's like, Monk has to go. She's like, I'll go alone. But he's like, I have to go with you. Um, and he doesn't, but he doesn't want to put on his helmet, because he's afraid that he'll get, like, lice or something. I'm honestly shocked that he would even get on the back of a motorcycle. So am I. Yeah. Um, but the, the the thing that Natalie says to convince him to put on the helmet is that if he doesn't put it on, he'll get bugs in his mouth. Right. Yes. And he mentioned something about zigzagging. And then yeah, I think right before them? they're about to... T- yeah. He starts to make... Uh, was it her or him that says, like, born to be mild? She says which... that he's born to be mild, which is a good joke. Um, yes. And he says you got a hall bottom, which he explains as biker talk. Um but he is hung up because he doesn't want to hold on to her. And so he's just going to lean forward. He's going to use weight displacement. And the moment right. she takes off, he falls flat on his ass on the ground. Yep. So uh, obviously that doesn't work. 
Yeah, and then, you know, we get a little montage or, like, a little <laughs> scene where they're, like, cruising through the streets of downtown L.A. And then mm-hmm. their other favorite uh, filming spot, the the mm-hmm. ramp that takes you to Dodger Stadium. Um, mm-hmm. and so we get, like, you know, some nice shots of that. And eventually, you know, we get to the scene of the crime. And according to the stopwatch, that trip took an hour and five minutes. Yeah. So either Natalie was driving really slow, which it looked like it could have been, or but I don't think she, she was. Couldn't have done. Or she also, couldn't have done it. Yeah. Also, the thing too is, even if she was driving a little slow, she wasn't driving half, like more than half the speed of. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they were five minutes late. They were, you know, like 40, half an 40, hour, forty-one minutes late. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's no way. So Monk is excited. Like, thank God she couldn't have done it. I was wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Except she looks in a he looks in a bush, and whereas Moses got a message from God from a bush, he has uh, a message that's less savory. I'm sorry, I just want to laugh at getting a message in a bush. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he they find a they find a, fl- uh, a hibiscus flower um, yes. that was in the same like little thing or the the one that she had put in her hair. Yeah, we didn't mention that she puts a hibiscus in her hair the same time she puts the layer around her neck. Um, right, yeah. so it appears that she is the guy, mm-hmm. and so Monk and Natalie meet up with Stalmeyer. Um, they have good news and bad news. They have a suspect who has a motive, owns a shotgun, and had access to the house. And he asks what the name is, and they take a really long. They they really don't want to tell him. Yeah, you know, and uh, eventually he just says it. Um, and, you know, Stott, going into full denial mode, just starts laughing. And, uh, and that's when Monk says the tip, the line, you know, she's the guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he mentions that, like, she was very specific about, like, mentioning times when they were on the webcam call. And so, apparently, it seems that they are her alibi mm-hmm. as yeah. to why she couldn't have been the murderer. And this exchange has some lines I like a lot, and I think that this is what this is some good acting from Ted Levine. It's why you cast a good actor in this part instead of just like you know. I feel like a lot of shows don't like cast Giovanni Ribisi. I mean, I think it's about Giovanni Ribisi. The reason I don't like him is not because I don't think he's a good actor. I think he just seems like he sucks. Um, he just seems insufferable, and I don't like him. Um, anyway, uh, but like the line, I like where Monk's like, you know, you know, this isn't really this isn't easy for me, and the way that there's certain like base that. Ted Levinke and his voice like, really? What is? Um, and then, but he has a theory about why Monk's doing this. You look at me and you can't stand it. That I have everything you don't. A badge, a woman, a life. Great stuff. Love it. Yeah, man. It's real, like, you know, hurtful and stuff. And I get it. Like, it's something we have to go through for this episode. But if I were Monk, I don't know if I'd be able to let that slide. But maybe, like, you know, he, he recognized that he's just doing, he's lashing out. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Monk is, I think the reason why you can still root for him, even though he does so many things that are bad, like, like that are, you know, socially inept and make you mad at him, is because he has truly an an unlimited capacity for understanding people's pain. Like, he just, he never takes offense at anything someone does out of pain, and that is, like, not a given, and I think that that's, I think because Monk a lot of times doesn't, you know, in jokes and stuff, he doesn't seem like a human, so you don't really think of him that way. But, like, he is an inc- ludicrously empathetic person. Um, yeah. In a way that, like, the, you know, if you were just seeing a surface level of him, like, oh, he's like a robot, he solves cases. But, like, I think like that's obviously the thing that makes him different than Sherlock Holmes and, you know, more, more interesting, in my opinion, um, is that he is empathetic. Um, and then Stam- or freaking 
pushes Monk against the car. You know, he's he's full, he's off the reservation, but he's gonna do him a favor. Uh, what, he's gonna let he's him gonna go? See, I don't remember they, They're that. never gonna mention it again. He's gonna forget it happened. Oh, right. Yes. Not only that... Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Do you have anything to say? Else? No, I was just gonna go to the next scene. You can do that. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, but he decides he's bringing in Helen Hubbard for a mm-hmm. chat. And, you yeah. know, it seems like a pretty good person to have yeah. for this murder, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yep, she's 5'8", um, and she's mad. Apparently, he Sean lied to her that... He's got a leak. She's mad as hell and heck, and she's not going to take it. I, I mean, Why did you change it to heck? The line in the movie is hell. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. Oh, I'm go out your windows and shout, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's very good. Um, I need to see it. Network. It's Yeah, it's one of those older. So, obviously, I'm a big opinion of the fan. So, I'm a big fan of the opinion that old movies are generally hit and miss, especially the ones that like won a lot of Oscars at the time. Network is uh, as good as people say it is. Anyway, um that she's mad because the roof leaks, the furnace doesn't work, and she has carpenter ants in both bathrooms. Honestly, not an unreasonable motive for murder. Honestly. Yeah, no, it's not bad. Unfortunately, she lacks the self-awareness to really to realize that, you know, she says that she hated his guts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's not really doing herself any favor, yeah. but she does mention that she is sorry that he got killed. Yeah. Um, and stop murders. As this is going on, antagonizing Monk. First, he throws his tea bag on the ground, and I mean on the table, and I mean the thing that was in his cup. Not, I don't mean a euphemism when I say he puts his tea bag on the table. Um, nice. And uh, you know, she's also points out that she's wearing some lipstick, and he's like, "Yeah, you wear lipstick every day." That doesn't mean everything. Lots of people wear lipstick because he's, you know, he's talking to Monk who's behind the two-way glass. Right, and I actually, I, I must have missed the part where he un, where he did the blinds all stupid on purpose. Yeah, and he, threw the tea he, bag. And, He's, and he's tearing up the, his, his cup that he's drinking from. I saw the cup part, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, a thing I was noting is that they mentioned she's a gym teacher. If the house that she was being shown was like the one at the beginning and in the Bay Area, a middle school gym teacher's not for that house. There's, there's no or, or she works at a super crazy restaurant That's and true. she's making a ton of side right, right, cash. We learned that too. Anyway, another piece of evidence against her her father was a locksmith. Um. And another piece of evidence, she doesn't have an alibi for that night. <laughs> uh, the only thing she says is that she took a sleeping pill that night mm-hmm. and uh, and went to sleep. And she was alone, so mm-hmm. nobody can vouch for her. And so Monk comes over the, the loudspeaker and asks her to fix the blinds that Stammer messed up. And he says that he is with the FBI, that he is an FBI agent. He doesn't say it that way. That's Keanu Reeves in Point Break. But Yes. Um, and, you know, Sotomayor is trying to discredit him, like, but not being super, uh, you know, he's kind of letting it happen a little bit. And finally, you know, he says that he's not, he's just like an ex-cop that whatever, yeah. you know. I do love that Monk is like, you know, uh, you, you, you're going to lie about your drinking problem. Um, or like we know about oh, right. your drinking problem because she has a flask in her pocket and you've been moonlighting as a waitress because there's a bunch of rolled up bills, which I'm just going to say, if I saw a bunch of rolled up bills, I would not think that they was a waitress. I'm, I'm just, I don't want to be crude, but. I mean, she could be a, a cocktail waitress. Could that, be. Uh, true. Or, you know, like, I mean, let's not. I think if the, I think if the, I think if the dollar bills were like crumpled and shit, like That's just true. loosely arranged, that That's would true. be more That's in that true. direction. And so Stomach fully goes off the deep end. He starts scuffing up the glass and, you know, Monk is like, you know, no matter what you do. Linda Fosco will still be guilty, um, which, you know, yeah. it's a hard truth, but it's the truth. Then cut to Randy, 
Honestly, this is great news, and I think that they just don't really treat with the fanfare. He got a 37-pound roast pig for the party. Great. I'm a big fan of roast pig. We talked about this before. Ro- roasting a whole hog is delicious. Yeah. Um, of course. I mean, I don't think I've ever... Oh, God, no. Never mind. I have had a roast pig. I have a ton of Filipino friends. But anyway, so right when they're outside and right after that, you know, Randy kind of like... Because it's like super tense. Mm-hmm. So Randy finally catches on and he's like, oh, so you must have told Leland or Stott about, you know, your theory of the crime. And, you know, they bring up some good points. Like, he the, apparently the killer was waiting in the bathroom. They could have yeah. killed Sean at any time. Like, they didn't yeah. have to. Because when we first see Sean, he's alone. Correct. Yeah, he's like setting up the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So clearly, the, whoever the killer was needed a witness to confirm that specific time of death. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that lady, uh, Helen, her uh, monk says that her not having an alibi sometimes could be the best alibi of all. Yes. That because she didn't have an alibi, that means she didn't do it. Because the only reason someone would wait for Sean to be with other people is if they had an alibi that they needed to cooperate. Now, this is circumstance. This is two levels of circumstantial evidence. This is not. Ac- I'm not actually that convinced by this, but um, it is a point. But uh, you know, when you add it all up, yeah, it makes sense. Yes, but Stamart he bears his soul at this point, where he's like, you know, I'm 51 years old. She's the last chance I have. Which, sad stuff, but true. Uh, no, it's not true, asshole. I know. We, don't we <laughs> don't we know that at some point he finds someone else, right? Yeah, he does. But you know, I just it's there's okay. I'll say this. He means it, is what I'll say. Correct. Yes, you need. You're, I buy it. I buy that he feels that way for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we then cut to Linda is showing Natalie an apartment, which I'm just gonna say this apartment sucks. I hate it. Yeah, I mean it's okay. Well, it's not like that house that we got showed earlier. No, I guess but, what I'm saying uh, is it's spacious. But it just feels, like, sad. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I mean, Natalie's got a way better place now. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. And this, and, and this place is, like, $2,200 a month. Like, I don't yeah. even pay that much for my apartment right now. So, mm-hmm. woof. Yeah, it's not great. But apparently, though, the reason it's 2200 is because you're paying for the neighborhood and the schools. Um, which, you know, is a thing that I think realtors probably always say. But then she gets a call from Stahmeyer. And you can tell what he's saying on the other end. Correct. Yeah, you know, she takes a phone call from him and, like, you know, Natalie's looking around the apartment. And it is a little weird for us to see that she's just there by herself. So clearly we know that they're up to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, they have that phone call. And basically immediately after hanging up, she asks Natalie, like, oh, where's Monk at? Like, you mm-hmm. two are usually inseparable. Mm-hmm. And apparently he does something every Wednesday. The problem, of course, being it's Thursday. But he also does it on Thursdays, you know. Um, yeah, he needs to double yeah, check his exactly. Wednesday work. But she excuses herself. And you know damn well that she's going to go, like, figure out what's going on and we cut to monk who of course is broken and entered he's trespassing again um and he rearranges some flowers and he also sees a notice of like something was rented by a linda i forget what the last name on it was but it wasn't salvato it's like a lease agreement for like a truck exactly and then he goes into the closet and he finds a box that has a little a little uh a little gun oil yeah, it's got some gun oil and like a little like a pipe cleaner, like gun cleaner kind of thing. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, Linda gets there and catches him snooping around. And, you know, Monk, he's not buying it anymore. He's not buying an innocent act. He asks her like straight up, like, where is where's the Well, biscuit? the important thing is for because the, they do address the trespassing thing where she says, I could have you arrested. And he says, but you won't. Because, of course, if she does, then that would just like lead to suspicion about her and, you know, things that she right. have will be discovered. And... 
uh, yes, yeah, he asks where the shotgun is. And she mentions that uh, her grandfather had left it to her uh, uh-huh. upon his death, and she, and since then it had been stolen. Mm-hmm. And Monk asks if you know if she has the police report showing that you know she reported stolen, and she mentions that she has it upstairs. Yeah, in the bedroom. Yeah, and so On they the go up, they go upstairs, and uh, you know he's looking around and. He, he, they, they go to, he goes to the corner of the room that matches the Skype background and says, is this where you talk to the captain? He's like, yes. Leland told me you're becoming obsessed. I know about your wife. You miss her. You're obviously in a lot of pain. And she's coming on to him. And I wonder, what was your thinking as this was happening? Because this has never happened before in the show. Uh, no, I'm just like, well, there's no way he's going to do it. Um, well, of course but, not. But would I think it's super compelling if he did? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely is a, that's a different show. Um, not a bad show, but it's a different show. Um, but it is also just so funny with someone completely misunderstanding Monk as a person. <laughs> um, right, like, come come on. Like, there's no way. This guy has been basically a monk since, uh, oh, no pun intended. Yeah. Living, a, like, a monk lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, since his wife died. And uh, she unbuttons his top button, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm negotiating. Like you're a bad girlfriend, but she's a very good negotiator. Which honestly, the way that she immediately goes into this mode, I am willing to believe that she is the best negotiator in San Francisco. <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah, and I don't know, mean that euphemistically. Just... I mean just like she just is, she has. There's no hesitation yeah. in her eyes. She's just like, okay, if I gotta seduce this guy to be innocent, then I'm gonna do it. You know, I was going to say something really fucked up, but I, I was going to say that basically I, I would have done it, probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't have... a good-looking lady. I wouldn't have mostly because, like, you know, she did murder someone and um, not... not. I mean, also because, as, she, as he points out, Leland is my friend. He's my best friend. He's my only friend. Well, there was this one guy, Hal, last year, but he's in prison, and I think he was just doing it, uh, you know, I just let dude like that bit. But uh, as this is happening... Now, you this this probably felt weird because you didn't know what was going on. Monk takes a notice of uh, the pen that's on the table. Um, you know, there's not anything happening to it, and that, of course, is the point. But just make a note of that. Right. Um, and so, you know, Monk basically shimmies his way out whoa, of there. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're forgetting the most important line, that she walks away. You hear buttons unbutton, and something drops to the floor. And she says, come over here and search me. <laughs> Okay, I did not hear the buttons or the thing hitting the floor. I just, like, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, clearly she was, uh, you know, she, she was trying to off. funk. She was, she was trying to funk. Yeah, exactly. And Monk, Adrian Monk, coincidentally, would be a good guest in this podcast because he's not interested in funking whatsoever. And Natalie Correct. just happens to arrive in time, and he's like, are my eyes bleeding? Um, and not only does Monk know that she did it, he knows how. Right. Um, so obviously we go to commercial break and we cut to the luau and Dish is showing off some of his uh, hula moves and um, of course starts getting made fun of by some of the off-screen officers. I do like, by the way, I do like Disher's like skirt. I uh, where it's made out of police tape. I think that's really nice. I didn't. I didn't notice it. Oh, it's, like his little like his things are made of police tape. It's good stuff. Good costume. Gotcha. Good costume design. Um, and uh, we. Cut to uh, Stalmeyer's talking to Linda, and she's asking about the investigation. Like, have you talked to Monk? And apparently, Monk left a lot of messages, but Stalmeyer is not going to call back until he calls down. So, in a year, right? And you know, that's when Linda starts laying the groundwork, basically saying that 
Monk was like touching her upon like investigating her. And well, for, well, like she slow plays. Like he was there. He was crazy. He was accusing me. And Monk is like, I'm gonna kill him. Like really buying in. And then she goes to. And she goes to basically that monk threatened to set her up for the murder if she didn't sleep with him. Mm-hmm. Which immediately gets Sotomayor to, like, not believe her. Yeah. Like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Adrian Monk wanted to sleep with you? Is that so hard to believe? Um, and then Natalie shows up and Ditch is like, you know, Monk is not, he's not allowed to be here. It's like, it's just me. Am I allowed? And Randy says, I like loud. It's like, you know, it's like a divorce. Always the kids who get hurt. <laughs> right, right, and like, but like the, when she says like, "Am I not?" Like she's like sucking on the on the on a little coconut drink mm-hmm. all seductively. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What's going on here?" I mean, I once again, I think that she is just she likes fucking with him exactly, and it's you know not nice necessarily, but you know it is funny, and so she it's okay. Has... He's dated he's dated models before, exactly. Ball of models to be specific, um, who then went on to uh, co-host Wipeout, um, and all right. And uh, Natalie has a surprise announcement um, that there's something that she has for them in the in Stadmar's office on the computer. Um, and I'm going to keep talking because Andre's pouring himself a little bit more wine. He's reclaiming his wine. Um, what, 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 what are you we know, drinking, by the way? Uh, we're drinking a bottle of uh, Francis Coppola Pinot Noir. Oh, Francis Coppola. The, I cannot believe that he freaking has a winery. I mean, I can believe he has a winery, but... I just can't believe anyone would give him money to do anything after the whole 70s. Um, but, what was I mean, his last movie? Was it Tetro? I don't know his last movie. I mean, I can tell you his last studio movie was The Rainmaker, and then he started making indie movies that no one saw. I haven't seen any of his indie movies. Gotcha. But anyway, my point being that he blew a lot of money in Apocalypse Now. That's, you know, that's just the joke. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Monk is on the uh, computer, and... He looks. He's in Linda's bedroom, which is, if was, if true, is incredibly intrusive. Yeah, you know, he's uh, he happens to be wearing some of her lingerie. He's rolling around on the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly giving us uh, a little show. Exactly, uh, he's doing none of those things. But um, he starts playing the luau music, and you know, starts. He's about to explain some stuff, but Linda turns off the computer. But there's a little problem. Do you hear that in the background? What is that? Uh, it sounds like a ukulele is being played right outside the window. The mm-hmm. window. Exactly. And is it uh, Zoe de Chanel? No, it's not. It's uh, music being played from a car down below. So they go downstairs, and there's the. Well, fan. no. Well, no, no, no. Before that, oh, like she sorry. starts, she starts trying to like. Oh right. To sorry get, about that. Sorry. She starts trying to get Stoudemire to just like no, like let's let's just go to Hawaii now. And he's like, no, we have reservations tomorrow. And she's like, no, let's just disappear, you and I. Which is just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like. Make some excuse about, like, someone called you on the phone or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. do something. But, like, don't start, like, trying to, like, plot uh, a life together, like, running away in front of a room full of, like, 15 cops. Exactly. So they go to the, the truck. They open it up. And wouldn't you know what? It's a little replica of Linda Fusco's bedroom. Yeah. You know, um, she apparently rented out that moving truck that we saw the the agreement for and basically made a replica of that in the back of that truck yes that's we're going into what happened um but yes, yeah that, that's part of it and she got a, a robot satellite like a wireless internet and um you know it all worked out just as planned except the problem was the truck got towed which honestly that's just like that's filming at the finish line i mean at the end zone like don't park in front of a fire hydrant like more importantly don't park the truck near your house at all 
Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, none of it makes sense. But, uh, but you know, that's when we start to getting into it. But basically, this is how she was able to do all this whole thing. Um, she she basically started laying the groundwork for this. I don't know how long ago by making it a point to talk to him every day at six thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. And um, and what tipped Monk off was the fact that um, when they were on the webcam the first time, she had put the pen that you had mentioned earlier. She put the pen down on the table and it rolled a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, clearly implying that they weren't actually in her bedroom because when he was in the bedroom and she was trying to seduce him, the same pen was on the on that uh, table and it didn't move at all. Mm-hmm. So she fucked up and she parked on a hill. Yeah, um, great stuff. One of my favorite clues that does someone in because yeah, it's bad. just so it's so specific. And it's one of those clues I like where it's something that you see and you see it. Like when I was watching this episode, I saw the pen roll and I knew what to look for, you know? I did not. I oh, did no, not. No, she, like this is one of the hardest cases to solve. Like I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm saying that the best clues, in my opinion, are ones that you would never think to look for and no one would look for. But if you were to, you could see them. Like where it's not like a new piece of information, it's something that's there the entire time, you know? Right. For um, sure. Hidden in plain view. Exactly. Uh, or as another USA show uh, is titled, It's In Plain Sight. Um, there you go. Uh, anyway, um, she's like, you know, Leland, I'm sorry. And the classic Stalmeyer, yeah, me too. And then she says, I did this for us, which, no, you fucking didn't. What are you talking about? You did this for us. Oh, Stalmeyer really wanted you to not lose part some of your clients? Like, go to hell. Like, come on. That, that sucks. <sighs> Yeah, you know, she's like, for such a smart woman, and for how successful she is, they really kind of do her a disservice, like, with the, some of her lines in, in the, at the end of this episode. I agree. And, you know, Stamar notes that they had something real, you know? Um, they had something special. Um, I, I mean, I really don't know. Uh, but, and more importantly, they, uh, they take, Randy puts her in handcuffs, which is, of course, funny because he's wearing his, like, luau getup. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Monk and Stamar share a look, like, where it's kind of, they know, but it's, it's been, it's, it's, it sucks. It sucks for Stamar, even though she was a bad girlfriend and I never really liked her to begin with, you know, they, it's not, he, as we say, I mean, as you say, and now I say, he's down bad. He's down bad, but you know what? From the minute that we met this lady, I knew that she was not good. Yes. Now, the she thing was, like, is, obsessed with him. Yes, I agree. I think that you know she's not good, but obviously you don't think it's going with her being a murderer. You know, you think that she's just going to be, like, rude, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, so then we cut to the end tag, which, uh, it's Leland on a beach. Leland on a beach, da-na-na-na-na, sorry. Um, and he's wearing, uh, he's wearing a nice little fedora. Mm-hmm. Is lounging, talking to somebody, and you know the camera pans out, and turns out he took Disher with him. So that's nice, with yep. a nice puka shell necklace. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's basically like, "Was this all real? Was this all set up, etc., cetera, etc.?" Cetera. And he has an engagement ring in his hands. And mm-hmm. uh, Randy apparently was listening to head- had headphones in, and so he was like, "What?" Listening to his Magnapod. Yes, he's listening to his Magnapod. And Stummer throws his wedding ring, the, the engagement ring, excuse me, in the ocean, which like, come on, man, that's. Like a waste of money. You can just keep it for the next broad. Or yeah, pause, and you're man. going through you're going through a divorce, bro. I'm pretty sure you're playing, paying some sick alimony. Exactly, and just really, just a really dumb uh, idea. Just you don't have to do that. Like I said, you can pawn it um, or just yeah. sell it. Yeah, you know, I don't know why I keep saying pawn. There's no way he's going to pawn shop. He's not, you know, he's not that down bad. Um, 
And then I do like that Randy's like, you know, I was just thinking, was it all real? Was, was she just dating the entire time where he says the same thing? I always like when that happens and stuff. Yeah. Then the episode ends, and I'll ask you, what do you give this episode out of 10? Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I, I, I probably would have gone higher, but yeah. yeah. Oh, go. No, go. No, I would have gone a little higher. Um, maybe, I, maybe I'll think about it later and I will go 8.5, but uh, something about it just was missing to me. I don't know what it is. I think maybe not enough disher or something. I don't know. That's fair. The thing I like about it is that they go there, that like, they do it, you know? Yes. Um, yes. That's true. That it feels um, like... It, 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 like I said, it feels like a... I don't know. It feels like a step up. Like... It becomes like a different class of show. That it, it, it kind of, it feels like a decision that the run-of-the-mill serialized murder show wouldn't make, um, and I enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I think the crazy part for me is that like not only does she kill someone, but she fucking shoots him with a shotgun. It's yeah, like it's dope. brutal. Big fan. Um, yeah. You know, I don't like her as a character, but I do like the way that she took him out. Um, Correct. And I do like doing this podcast with you, which you can follow on Twitter at Strictly Monk and Andre Winfield. Follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you could follow me at the J. Christie. Um, you know, rave, subscribe. And more important than that, and this is exciting because this is going to be coming up a, a decent amount more times as we go on. Because as the seasons get later, there's a lot more and more ones in syndication. This is an episode, the next one we're doing, this later this week, I barely remember whatsoever. I think I've seen twice. Uh, so join us later this week as we talk about Mr. Monk and the birds and the bees. Uh, let's get monkey. I'm running out, man. (laughs)